Hello, I'm Dr. Dwayne Hartman, the Transalchemist, and this is my podcast on Anchor FM. Here we discuss alternative ways to take your power back from a society that is hell-bent on enslaving you. For over 20 years, I have worked as a hypnotherapist, but I have found that the need for me to be a dehypnotist was more important at this time. There are alternate ways to have yourself become completely and totally free. And here we discuss those options. Welcome and enjoy the podcast. Today I'm interviewing Shay Lee Edwards, and you can find her on Instagram. Well, hello, Shay. How are you today? I'm excellent. Thank you, Dwayne. How are you? Well, I'm delightful. Yes. Delightful is a magical word. Have you ever heard it said? I, I yes. like that one, yes. Yes. So, I've uh, I've been watching your your work, what you've been doing on, on Instagram. I, are you on other platforms as well? I've only caught you on Instagram. I take some of those videos and push them out on YouTube and occasionally Facebook. Okay. And, uh, but, uh, I like, I really like your explanation, your explanations and how you explain to people how to achieve different states of being because states of being are, is where it's at. Right. <laughs> yes. Which might be, a t-shirt that needs printed <laughs> well i yes i know a printer yeah. she's right yeah. there on, and she's <laughs> custom work so i think we should do that don't we don't yeah, we that's where it's at. yeah that's where it's at yeah. we're in a world that seems to be very addicted to complexity and we uh you and I understand that it's actually a lot simpler than what it appears to be, isn't it? And you've come up with some, a lot of very simple ways to help people enter into states of being that will change their life. So where where kind of did you start getting on this? Because we all get, we all have training, we all have this, we all have that. What I look for is geniuses, right? What I look for and want to interview are people that that actually take their training and go far beyond their training, right? They catch the wave, and in catching that wave, they start creating their own ideas and their own concepts, right? AKA the expansion of the universe. I mean, you're expanding and in that expansion, you're creating new methods of assisting people, whether you want to call it therapy or whether you want to call it change work or whatever it is, you know, your more is being said through you, Shay, than, than just 
the, even the techniques, because you're displaying it. You're displaying a freedom. You're displaying a, a, a through your your being. So, I guess I had a question there, and then the question was, how did you get on this track? How did you jump into genius and start creating? Well, I really appreciate those comments on my work. It means a lot coming from you and just knowing about your background and what you access. I can really appreciate that. It's incredibly validating. And I think when you're on the edge and you're doing stuff that's like genius, it also looks like real crazy at times, um, even, even to yourself. Um, and I think my path there um, was, it's, um, I'm always emphasizing the limits of storytelling. <laughs> and so the story uh -huh. that I'm going to tell is kind of like the best that I can do from this seat at this time and what I think is relevant to our conversation. So whether or not this was how it happened, I'll never really know. Um, no, that's fine. And so I think it started um, probably beyond myself, beyond my body and asking of the collective um, that I tapped into through my own personal suffering and in childhood, really. I remember having, um, I was reading all of these accounts of of slaves, of people who had been through the Holocaust, just a strong identification with suffering and oppression and, and seeing, um, being able to feel that there was some element of freedom missing or some kind of creative awareness. Um, and I had always been inclined to allow for myself. I adapted in a way that was allowing of my own impulses. And so I spent a lot of time exploring topics and myself that didn't necessarily seem relevant to anything else that was going on. And that all sort of came to a point I have lost. I lost my younger sister to suicide when I was 25. And at that time, I was working in financial management consulting and I felt this calling to um, see what I could do to help people. And at that time I had pretty much no self-awareness <laughs> in that I had zero, zero capacity to appreciate my own suffering or even really acknowledge what I was working with internally or, or what that might be like. And um, so from there I jumped and thought that I might help people through fitness and nutrition coaching. And while I was on that path, I started to ask questions about behavior. That's curious. Like, why aren't people doing what they really want? What's really important. And I wanted, it was really important to me to affect change. So I just dove like nose, like, my just not even my toes were left into yeah. what what influences behavior yeah 
at that same time, like some personal fissures. And then I got like an elbow from electro quantum dynamics that are is like, hey, wait, <laughs> this isn't quite what it seems. And I ended up down the rabbit hole of what is reality. And at the same time, led on some beautiful process that I couldn't possibly even begin to understand and exploring myself and healing and exploring these, interacting with life in what would be a non-traditional way. And yeah. I've been working, I started working with clients in 2013 at the fitness and nutrition capacity. And just as my skill set evolved, so did what I want to offer them. And so it came to what I found in my own healing journey, which essentially is um, the Christ consciousness, God consciousness, allowing for what is true. Yeah. I have uh, I have this saying that, you know, the only reason you suffer is you won't admit you're God. Yeah. Yeah. And, cause if, and, and some people don't understand what I'm saying there, but the thing with this is that if you identify with the fact that you are this God, instead of it being out there somewhere, that you are this God, then you you get a feeling inside of yourself that's worth exploring. You get to meet a part of yourself that is really, in a sense, uh, able to run the show. But it's not control or anything else it's very childlike it's very very childlike that's another thing that and i don't know if you appreciate will appreciate this or not but i find you very innocent in your work very childlike and <clears throat> somebody said sent me a video the other day and this guy was describing from the the law of one in his experience he had had a well he had a he had a mushroom experience, and when he had the mushroom experience, he, he met God, right? And he said it wasn't a crusty old man sitting up there in the ether somewhere shaking his finger. It was a child fascinated over a butterfly. And that's something that is haunting me is this haunting, in a sense, but I bring this out in people, this original consciousness that they were before the programming started. I, you know, one of the biggest things that I giggle about is people say, well, I don't know if I can be hypnotized. And I laugh because I say, well, are you <laughs> Are you healing yourself at an instant? Then you're hypnotized because you're hypnotized to limitation. <clears throat> And that was something that ever since I was a little boy, I seen in people this greatness in them. And I wondered how in the world were, they're getting, were they getting what I call gods and goddesses hypnotized into limitation? Because if I could figure out how they were doing it, then I could reverse it, right? Now, so in watching your work, you're on a very familiar uh, timeline there. 
stepping into your genius, saying to yourself, it's okay to create my own things, and doing a lot of a lot of that, creating your own ideas and concepts to bring this across. And bring what across? That you're God, for God's sakes. That you're free. Yeah. You just believe you're not. Anything to add to that, or am I? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think when you say creating, really what I'm doing is allowing. And yeah. when you're talking about genius, um, and I really like the work of Richard Rudd and, and kind of adding to the conversation of what's happening to the collective um, or through the collective. And in taking like a piece of, he has, he writes beautifully about how each child is a genius. And when you're talking about the programming or the conditioning or hypnosis that occurs after that, it is just training away from what's natural. And so, you know, at this point in the work, that's really all that I ever do. I'm not adding, I'm not changing, I'm not fixing. There is just you know, the one thing to do, which is to reveal what is. Exactly. Yeah. And no. I think, oh, sorry. No, very simple. That's all. Yeah. And I think when we were talking um, offline and you had said about what is difficult about that, from what I found on, because I kind of went about this manually, I like, I was interacting with material from teachers and, and I've worked with shamans and um, other intuitives. Um, but a lot of this was kind of like doing itself, um, kind of coming out on its own. And what I was finding was what, like the barrier I was stuck on was that the suffering to the point of that realization would then have to become like meaningless in some ways. So I think when uh, there there is some level, you lose the identity associated with that story where there can be so much attachment and so much like meaning and all of these things. Um, and it really is just letting it be as simple as recognizing that if you had what you think you need to heal now, you would feel how you feel if you let yourself be free. So it essentially like takes the Hollywood set of what was and drops it flat and then sun just kind of comes in from all sides. But there is some level of willingness to let like the set drop. Yes. And all that occurred on the set. Let it drop. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's okay. Like it's it's yeah. I think in in letting it drop, having also a looming question of the unknown, which is not um, something really celebrated in our programming or conditioning, like having the looming unknown can seem like, oh, but I like Christmas or I like this. If I'm not doing that, what then? And I really suggest allowing yourself to explore that as, uh, as an experiment in a piece. Just take one piece of a set down and let it go and see how that feels. Right. As we as we simply allow ourselves to float in the infinite yeah yeah 
we dance lightly in eternity. But you're, but people are afraid of that because they're so addicted to stability. So they manifest their past out in front of them again and again to give them a false sense of stability, which really they're the creator floating in the expansion of the universe and that they can be part of that and feel that acceleration of expanding that every experience you have you're expanding and expanding and people ask well why are we going through what we're going through at this time then you know because that's what it takes to get you to go into that state within yourself where you admit who you are and enter back into the expansion there's no dictators but we've all called upon this huge shift to happen well this is what it looks like when it comes in restriction are you restricted no i'm freer than that oh good for you then you're tapping into the god within you right oh limitation you can't fly to greece anymore oh but i could teleport Let's start using the magic that we're born with. I could be there on the beach right now, right? Do you agree? I haven't mastered that myself, but I like from a imagination standpoint, I can be anywhere. And I do find that as a, like at higher levels of identification, it's easy to recognize the truth that you're never not there. So it's not even going there as much as removing the idea that you're not. Exactly. That's exactly what, what, what uh, Neville Goddard's teacher taught him. Neville Goddard wanted to go to Barbados, and his teacher said, you are in Barbados. And he said, he says, no, I want to go to Barbados. I want to go there. He says, you are in Barbados. And then Neville got it. If I am in Barbados, mind, body, soul, then that opens up, and it did. It opened up an avenue for him to be in Barbados in a short amount of time. I am in Barbados. I am wealthy. I am healthy. I am. So... Transvert, you know, changing, changing places. Like this happened to Neville as well. This also happened to me, but I'm going to use Neville for this example. But Neville uh, closed his eyes and he, and he, he, he was in a place. He could see this place, and it had, it had pillars going into the water where probably a pier was at one time. And he held on to that pillar and he willed himself to wake up in that reality. And he did. That that wasn't the catcher. The catcher was, oh, shit, how do I get back? (laughs) Got to get the round trip ticket. (laughs) So here he was and he had wife and 
kids and everything at home. And he's thinking, I got to get back. How do I get back? And then he, when he calmed down enough, he realized that all he had to do was imagine he was laying in his bed with his wife and hold the pillow, something solid in that reality, and will himself awake there. And so he did. That was his first example of this. And then after that, he tried, he did all kinds of dimensional jumping, right? How free are we? We have been so hypnotized and convinced, you know? This whole thing, I don't know, do you, do you feel this too, Shay? This whole thing that, that they're somehow uh, an authority to us, we've taken that way too far. Right? We're all even. There's no authority. There's no dictator in the sky. There's us. Manifesting experiences. Full stop. Right? Anything you want to share? I'll shut up. I think that's all really interesting. I wasn't aware of those stories and that is on this path the call to assume that state of consciousness at times seemed escapist you know like oh what's wrong with reality that you need to go be god so you can transport places those <laughs> are some of like <laughs> the thoughts it's like you know must you you know turn this yeah. to with your mind right now and yet that is this inclination towards truth and i think Everybody has that, like a plant towards the sun. And what is coming in for me really to emphasize, I'm not quite sure for who, for what, for why, is the effortlessness of it. Yep. And that, like even with the taking down the set, it's not even taking it down so much as ceasing to hold it up. And there is... We're holding yeah at a mental level their language it's, it's constructs and so you cannot use when you try to push some of this truth through those constructs it gets it's like it it, it can't it doesn't fit yeah. there has to be almost a complete suspension of the mind to allow for what is true and that can take a little practice and yet you can also do when you forget that like you forget to not yeah we uh we all followed the leader into some place we don't want to be uh and we have to become our own leader in our own reality as to what it is that we would like. That's all. What do you like? What would you like? How would you like to be? How free would you like to be? I worked with uh, victims, if you can call it victims, but yeah, victims of the MKA Ultra mind control. And in that, I watched and listened and found that there was three things that they did to these folks. Traumatize them, fracture them, and then program the fracture. So they could get to be these child stars and they could just work on command. Um, 
but then I, you know, when you get hit with that aha moment, you're sitting there working with something and all of a sudden it's like, aha, holy, this isn't, didn't just happen to these folks. It happened to everyone. We all had trauma. We all got fractured because they told us we couldn't be that original childlike nature. Magic and miracles. We had to push that down and shut it up and move out into their program. So the same thing happened. The three things happened. Trauma, fracture, even going to school. Being yarded out of your home and going to school is a trauma the first time. So I got playing with the magical inner child. This little child that is still there, alive and well. And with these victims, we'd go back to that original consciousness and it was like a reset. Some of them didn't, didn't explain to me that it wasn't even me this happened to. It was the character that I developed. The trauma, the all of it. That before that, I was free. So playing with that, going in, entering into that consciousness and bringing it forward. Right? Magic. Yeah. Because you as a little girl came into this world, and I can just about guarantee it, you came in very, very magical. You were convinced that you weren't, but then now you're back. Hello. Yeah, I think of what you're talking about as far as the fractured piece is the one that suffered. The, the way that I think about it is if there's a bunch of kids in a, in a basement playing hospital and some play doctor and some play sick and you can play out an activity through time and say the doctor will apply healing to the sick, but they're all children just playing. And it's calling on that recognition of the role assumed rather than like the identity claims that allows for things to move. And at a miracle level, what I find, uh, or and so you could probably tell my work has very much been oriented towards like, why isn't this working? What's wrong? <laughs> and so like the blocks I can, I can speak to, even though it's not needed to. Um, but one of the blocks I found was the idea of I and how I has been kind of like a point of worth in our culture. So it's like, let me tell you what I did so I can establish my worth. And when we're allowing for some of these magical miracle things in our lives, I don't get to do it. It's done. And so the worth there that would be needed or perceived to be needed to be worthy of love, to be worthy of being can't be built. There's nothing that that person isn't there. And similarly, if you need, or if, if, if it's needed to have more worth than someone else, you can't tap into that either because it's all equal. So their worth is like it is period and allowing for equality allows for all the magic. 
I I feel what you're saying. Uh, the I, I did I. I think that's different than I am. Correct. I'm talking about the fractured, conditioned idea, separate from kind of like the mask. Yeah. Where allow you know almost like a girl scout sash like let me adorn my sash with why i'm worthy through my suffering through my you know whatever it is and while you have on the sash there's very little room for miracles because you can't collect buttons for them you know that they're available to everyone it's equal that's right that's right that uh that whole i call it the left brain thing the left brain concepts <laughs> that are just nothing but built to fail over on the right you're not that identity you're not that mask you're over there you're now your god consciousness uh you're free of all of that We have done, like, I don't know about you, but I've done many, you know, left brain things in, in, in the healing, in helping people to transform themselves, whatever. But it has a tendency to not work properly until someone actually takes a little journey from the left opens the door and steps into the right and becomes I am and then they can do do it all but the left is where we you know we have the mask the left is all of that you know I've seen so many people that are they're severely depressed right and they're severely depressed because they're unexpressed the this God part of them is unexpressed you know I I worked with kids so earlier on in my career and the kids would come in and you know this one is like you know they, they were saying that the child was so so difficult so unruly <clears throat> whatever it took me a few minutes to talk to the child and ask him where he was from you know and he tells you you know i'm from my address here and i go no where are you from and all of a sudden you get this profound information from the child. And then I'd go back and I'd say, your child's fine. You just can't expect to shove a God in a box and not get resistance. Right? And that's what's happened to all of us. And some of us are resist resistant some of us hate each hate hate ourselves uh, all these funny things that go on just by the fact that we're unexpressed is being total being able to express ourselves as the god within as who we truly are and isn't it isn't some amazingly intelligent it is but it's not i it's I am. It's coming through. Not originating from the 
meat body suit. Yeah, and I think that's a really uh, so when a like and, and this would have been true for me on at different points in my journey hearing that my thought would have been like okay what do i need to do to become expressed like what are the what are the activities in time etc and one of the things i do, it's like you you push that idea through the framework of i and time and difficulty and effort and worth and all these things yeah. when there's always just a trap door in the moment and the trap door is being outside of your mind and so you know even the idea of who am i unexpressed isn't something you can answer all the things like i i hear a lot um when i take on a client with a pain point, they don't know what they're supposed to do. Like, what do I want to do? Well, it's not, oh, you know, you're, you are the plant that's becoming that over there. You can't point it out. It doesn't exist. And there's a lot, you know, it's the same thing. It's, it's both at the same time where there are webs prohibiting the expression. And in the same moment, there are none. And sometimes it takes or it did for me and it does for others at times it seems like you found a pathway like directly like you can clear the webs with your techniques mine takes a little like um and it might be it might it's changed a lot over the years but i usually peel off the layers so it's like here is why you think you can't oh jk you can here is why, you know, and on this week's edition of how you're hiding your power and, you know, just kind of peeling it off until there's enough momentum that the truth sticks. Because I think it's fair to acknowledge, again, there is almost like a, hey, you person who's free, you're crazy. Like, this is what it's supposed to look like. This is what it's supposed to be. And there's a lot of, there can be external pressures to conform. And yet once you feel it, there is kind of like like screw all that like this this trumps all and you see the power in action and there is no tug of war anymore no we're double bind into arguing with it fighting it blah 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 and all it is is stop drop and and shift i heard you use that the other day stop drop and what was it lol or stop oh, drop well. <laughs> Well, because it's, I, I find a sense of humor is really, it's so crazy when you think about what really is and isn't. And the, as soon as you can get far enough away to laugh at it, then you're closer to what is true. Exactly. Exactly. I, my, my sentiments, exactly. I, I ask my clients, I say, uh, are, are you ready for this? And they go, yeah. And I says, okay, are you ready to, 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 I hope you're not allergic to laughter, I say. And they go, why is that? I says, because you're going to break out everywhere. Right? Yeah. Because when we hit laughter, we're done with it. We're free of it. Einstein said, you can't fix a problem in the mind that created it in the first place. You got to go to the other mind. And that laughter is definitely another state of being that solutions just fall in your lap. You know? 
Yeah, I, what I know um, with the solutions, it's there's that, and there's also the reformation of the question where the problem is, ceases to be. And I find that when we're thinking, how do I fix this, whatever it is, all that I call it, like you put your thumb down on it, you just hold it in place. The When you take your thumb off of, I have to do this and you allow, you know, infinite intelligence and God to like sweep it clear, it's corrected. But again, it's, it's not something then that it, that sense of control that is an illusion from like, here's how I'm, you know, making these things happen. You can't use that anymore. No. Which is super funny. <laughs> that was yeah. one of my favorite, that was one of my favorite realizations where it was uh, at the beginning of Mr. Nobody, which I think is a recent film with Jared Leto, maybe. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm very mindful and I recommend being curious about being mindful when it comes to consuming like film and television. Um, and so just like as an aside, I think that there's so much there that goes into informing the subconscious about what to expect and how to relate to it that one doesn't even recognize one has absorbed. And it's almost like it fills out your color palette. And so you're painting and saying, look at all these colors I'm choosing from, but the palette itself was established. And so just really recognizing that it, you know, in, in consuming some of those mediums that there are not, that they are um, uh, not prescriptive of, of life. But anyhow, I was watching that movie and at the beginning of it, there was this pigeon montage and the narrator said, you know, a pigeon will figure out how to get a treat this fast. And then once, a, when a treat is randomly released, the pigeon will associate whatever it was doing at the time of the release and keep doing the thing that happened at that time. And consciousness out as it's moving through us and kind of like updating, it pushes out like these changes I used to sit and kind of be like, okay, how did I, how did I accomplish this? You know, and I didn't do shit except just let it. Well, I heard, I heard Deepak Chopra talk about that at one time. He says, all you really have to have is a notion. Wouldn't it be interesting and let it go? Wouldn't it be nice and let it go? And, and so many of us are working with, well, I'm not going to say us, maybe, but so many people are working f fervorously and sweat coming down off their brow to get this done. And, oh, I got to work hard at this. And you don't. You just have to have a notion. Hmm. A notion that you could have a different experience. I put it this way. Source energy, God, whatever, this child doesn't know what it is. It's curious. And... Being that you're God, you're curious. And even though we got caught in these loops, unpredictable loops, all you have to have is a notion of, wouldn't that be fun to do that or to do that, right? So many people's imagination is shut down because they 
they call it, oh, that's just imagination. It's a friggin' portal when you get into it because it is creation itself. You are the unbounded spirit. And this unbounded spirit is still manifesting in the fashion that it did right from the beginning. No different. Utilizing the imagination. That's your savior. I love the notion word. It's a good one. So just to have a notion. Just to just to sit there and go, huh, you know, like a childhood. And is it even written, you know, the only way that you can enter into the kingdom of heaven is through the mind of a child? Not that I prescribe to that. It's just, it was written <laughs> at one time. It's this childlike nature. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, to me, I associate that with kind of like you're saying, unbounded imagination, un unbounded possibilities, but also uh, a sincere um, a willingness to not know what something is or where it's going. I have an example for that. You want to hear it? Let me see. Wayne, do you have an example? Yes, I do. <laughs> I used to have this old to toolbox, a little red square toolbox you know and the bottom of it was probably filled with a you know a quarter of an inch two inches of dirt okay but you know i could reach into that toolbox and i could pull out what i needed i dig around in the dirt there and oh yeah here's a nut that i need and put it on right or here's a bolt that i need it's in here and put it in and this went on and on and on, and I got suspicious that this box was magical. That, But I got a lot of hassle from everybody. Why don't you clean that toolbox up? It looks like hell, you know, with that much dirt in the bottom and, and whatever. Why don't you, you know, smarten up and clean that up and whatever. And so finally one day I did. I cleaned it up, took it out. Washed it up, made it all nice, put the tools back in, but I knew what everything was in there. That was my worst mistake because it was never magic again because I knew what was in there. Oh, yeah, that's a great example. Yes, yes, yes. And similarly, one of my other favorite possibility doors to open is that of this ongoing communication with the world around you. And the limitlessness of the, like my I'm going through my phase through different interests and right now I'm phasing through an uh, an interest in scripture like the bible and I subscribe where I like the metaphysical interpretations of it that Neville have, has done that Emmett Fox has done um, I think Unity Church does some I don't know anything about them outside of that, um, except that they post that on their website and sometimes I see it. But I will, no kidding, without fail, I will have a question on my heart or something that I'm allowing or like kind of moving through and I will find scripture on the ground that directly answers whatever it was and it's wild. And 
I live in New, uh, New Orleans and this is not really a city that radiates. Actually it does. It does radiate God in its own beautiful way. But it, it, there's, and there are also guys with megaphones spreading the good word every so few corners. But so I guess scratch that. But what I noticed in the last month or so are these post-it notes and they'll have some statement about God or a reference to scripture. And they will, I, I navigate the city based on my hands. I'll feel, you know, left or right, left or right, no matter where I'm going, no matter how many times I've been there, I go every time, however my body calls. And I see so many beautiful things. I'm taken so many places I didn't know I needed to go, everything like the timing, et cetera. And I'll be led to the post-it note that directly relates to whatever conversation I'm having. And I've asked other people, hey, have you seen these post-it notes? They're everywhere. And no one is, no one has, <laughs> they're there. I take pictures, but that possibility door, this playfulness that's available to tap into. And like there, the concept of aloneness, the concept of time between like self and God and answer, you know, all of it, it it's always, it, however you imagine it to be available to you. It's, it, it's so incredible. This is uh First, I would like to share with you that my original teacher back when I was probably 17, 18 years old, spiritual teacher, was someone by the name of Ramtha. And Ramtha tasked us, he says, uh, this month, I want you to never ask a question to anyone about anything. Simply say to yourself, I will know. Ramtha said, not even the price of those shoes there. I will know. And it was amazing. Once I started playing with that, I will know. Then the answer would come. I have a question. The answer would come from my environment. From my, Then there's a special relationship that begins with your own environment like you're talking about. This environmental feedback that your reality is actually feeding back. Joe, Joe Dispenza talks about it. Joe Dispenza, I think I got the right guy. But anyway, uh, he talks about it. He says that... Uh, Surprised me with something today outside of my reality. Oh, my beloved. And something shows up in the reality that's just profound. Because we're opening up to that childlike wonder. I wonder, wonder what could happen. I love that. And I think that um, it's really interesting. You know, I was blessed or I, I came in with a lot of confidence and in some areas, I never knew that I couldn't do certain things. And so whatever it was in front of me, I excitedly was like, got it, here I go. And I think, you know, I started our conversation saying like, I'm mindful of my storytelling. 
because your storytelling calls up even, you know, in the course of this discussion, you know, as I was felt called to do, I, I called up a lot of limitations that weren't real. You know, it, it's kind of like saying, oh, I couldn't go through this door. It was shut. Well, it was shut because you didn't open it. You know, That's there's right. not, <laughs> there is, there is this, um, I, whenever I'm, I'm working with someone, sometimes I'll just take them to the remembrance where they already are naturally tapping into whatever it is they think they don't have. And, and so it's just sort of saying, you know, you can stretch these words around what you think they are and you forget to put them in these other areas and where you didn't put, you know, lack of confidence, there's a, a boatload of it, but because it's not called to mind, it's not claimed and what's not claimed, it, it essentially, it, it's not that you don't have it, it's that you're not allowing it. So whenever I'm talking about claiming, it's all—it's only ever claiming the awareness, and that, like we were saying earlier, all else already is. The the awareness is everything. The awareness I used to say is like the great sun; it shines light upon the seeds, and the seeds grow. Right now, you're not aware of something I'm going to mention, but as I mention it, you're going to become aware of it, and you're going to become aware of all kinds of different descriptors of it, you know? The big toe on your right foot. Now, before I mentioned it, you didn't even know you had one in this conversation. You weren't thinking about it, but you're, now your awareness is on it. You can feel the bottom of it, the nail, maybe, you know? Hope to God you have one. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> i never had that happen yet, but I, I've always kind of... Thought to myself, oh, one of these days you're going to run into somebody who doesn't have a right, right toe. But, uh, but there it is. And we think that's a small thing, but it isn't. You brought it into awareness. Before that, it wasn't there, just like your right earlobe. It was out of your awareness until I mentioned it and brought it back. You see, the thing I want to get at is, is that people are aware of things and not aware of things. And we're like artists. We paint pictures in people's minds. Everyone says, oh, you know, hypnosis is scary. Well, all language is hypnotic in nature. You cannot talk to somebody without painting pictures in their mind. It's just what kind of pictures do you want to paint? If we think about it, do we want to paint the pictures of, oh, the world's getting worse and worse and worse and disappearing and, you know, whatever? Or do we want to paint pictures of, you're, you're, you're ultimately free. You have the power within you to change anything that you wish. Naturally, as you sit here and you listen to my, my voice, you begin to make pictures in your minds of, uh, of freedom. And that's good, right? Now, we can use language, because I wanted to get back to language. We can use language in a whole different way, right? Most people are just sitting there uh, what I call regurgitating, like verbal diarrhea. They don't even know what they're saying. And whatever it is, they want to say they're, they're not listening. They only want to say the next thing, you know, that's on their mind. They're waiting for you to shut up so they can talk. But language is a very powerful thing. And if we slow it down, and this is something else I want to talk about, because you mentioned that prior to. When I got into this, because I heard it on your video about slowing it down. It was called uh, 
you called it on the hurry up or on the no oh, you, what's your scurry <laughs> what's your yeah. scurry it's just like a native man uh, came to me one time and he says, he says uh, munio in 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 cree munio means white man munio and i go yeah he says how come you guys are all running around like you got a bear chasing you <laughs> no friggin bear Right? And so I, I was like, wow, okay. But we, we, if we slow it down, when I was a kid, I wanted to heal myself because they told me I had so many learning disabilities. I'd, I was going to be in a group home for the rest of my life and all this stuff, right? And I believed them and I became what they seen. Because the perception was so strong that I ended up becoming what, because I wasn't sure, you know. Was I, was I, was something wrong with me or wasn't there something wrong with me? Whatever. And so I became, so if strong perception came up to me and seen me that way, I would go into that place, right? Until I learned that, hey, if I have a strong image of myself in my, I can change how they think of, of me. So, anyway, they, they, you know, had this whole concept of me. And so one day, I decided that I was going to change this. And I heard, draw a line in your carpet with your finger. And when you step across that line, I'll heal you from source, myself. All right, so I stepped across the line, and I had this tingling sensation and I had everything going on it was just bizarre and at that moment my mind went from being in this box here to the universe it was all right and I could I could know anything I wanted to know and all of us can do that we can tap into uh, the mind of source itself and know all there is if we want to but I was talking about language, and I was talking about something else after that. See, I, sometimes I get, sometimes I lose track, and I have to come back and ask my friend here. Where was I? Yeah. Well, we were talking a little bit about hypnosis, and then you were saying about the scurry. And yeah. Then... So I learned as well. There I found it. I caught it. You helped me there. Thank you so much. I, I'd have been lost out there on that. <laughs> Find a raft or a vine. Yeah, you probably perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and before I lose it again, I'm going to talk about it. Uh, so, uh, oh, shit. No. So, <laughs> scurry. Scurry. So I slowed down. And it oh, was yeah, a down. I went inside and I slowed down because something happened with my father. Uh, many, many years ago in in uh, 4-H camp, they were teaching small engine repair there, and my dad was the instructor. And he says, as long as you know the basic theory of something, you can make it work. He says, and the basic theory of an engine is it needs to have compression, it needs to have the right fuel-air mixture, and the right ignition to ignite it. And as long as you know that, you can fix it. 
And I looked at him and I says, what about people, Dad? And he said, well, you're going to have to figure that one out on your own. I don't know. <laughs> so I got looking. People make pictures in their mind. People say words to themselves internally and feel feelings because of it. And I'm thinking, what if I slowed that all down? What if I slowed the images in my mind down and the words I'm saying to myself inside slow right down? What would happen to my feelings? Well, my feelings started to soften. And so I was no longer in anxiety. I was slowed way down. Then I started playing with that. What if my internal voice was to say something different to me other than, you know, you'll never amount to anything. You're just a scab head, blah, 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 blah. And it was to say something different. I love you, Dwayne. I believe in you. You're magical. Different feelings were happening. I could trigger different feelings, and then different pictures would start to happen. You see, I learned that I know that there's a sense of smell and taste as well. But these three main ones... If I, you can go inside and start to play with them and have different experiences in your life. You're actually magical. You know that, right? Boom. Magic would start to happen. Right? So, I wanted to share that because I, I loved your scurry. And to slow down the scurry. Can you, can you, share more and elaborate a little bit more on that sure um well i guess kind of like you pointed out earlier i seem to have and this has taken the surrender of the eye and for one reason or another it feels like to emphasize like the, the rolling back of myself to let myself out um and the you know, Shaylee was very creative. And then Shaylee thought, I need to use this. Shaylee thought, I need to harness this. And then she came in to like manage the process and started to make choices based on the external world. Oh, you know, to be serious, you have to do it like this. Like, this is what you need to wear. This is like, you know, mm. tying. But none of that was where my power was because that's not me. So, um, like you pointed out to it over the last uh, probably year, um, I've been able to allow for what's natural to me and what's natural to me is silly. Like it's super silly. And I find that I, and I, I could sit here and give you a list of my best guesses as to what I'm doing or why I'm doing it. But in truth, I don't know. It's just like, whatever occurs to me and so with this what's your scurry it's about a little mouse and it's just recognizing that you know one call to mind pull into your awareness that you are scurrying there's so much scurry in the world you don't even notice you know so one just like hey what's my scurry and then allow yourself to explore what it is that you think you're running from or running to and you know, going back to the simplicity, the trap door of now, you know, the, the next door, it's just one door from where you are to the experience you want to have. And that door is acceptance. 
it's saying yes it's putting a big green check over yourself your internal experience your external experience you know green check that means you don't have to figure out all the bills you don't have to figure out you know your relationship with your mom like there's nothing whatever they are you put a big green check over it and that is the same as allowing for your your like what's true and and so with what's your scurry when you allow yourself to acknowledge that you are and ask some maybe centering questions you know what do i think's happening where do i think i'm going why you find really what you're going from or away from is some feeling and all your feelings are house made so you want to feel happy right now you you can conjure that you want to make yourself miserable you can conjure that it's non-relative to circumstances and so kind of like utilizing acceptance and awareness and uh uh ownership of your of your emotional experience can like you're saying slow your scurry and my whole point with that really was world peace if you're not scurrying then you have the ability to treat yourself as a human to be respectful to yourself, to be connected to your power, and then to offer others that same experience. Exactly. I get real excited about the possibilities of the new world where, you know, how incredible it would be if it was a collaborative experience. And some of the, you know, it does seem to me that there are varying threads running through this tapestry of humanity and some of them are a little bit you know like saucier than others which is great you know like you need the red to make it pop uh, but it doesn't have to be red pointed in a way that is destructive how can we harness that and move that constructively and um when we were talking about nlp uh, out Aldous huxley has a book called island and it's brilliant it's, uh, it presents a utopian island with an educational system and it takes the protagonist through the educational, like, you know, through the school. And here's this class on how we teach them to deal with their emotions and how we teach them to harness their imagination. Here's how, where they remember that they're God and people who have, you know, more physical energy are allowed to express it and follow these paths. Like, I think when we're, talking out some of these you know uh, you and I track very similarly but there are also experiences that might have a little bit more fire or um, like less like just oriented differently and they're like for it to be celebrated as well yeah so we both We both see the, see, hear, and feel the absolute unbounded freedom. And we're resonating that as we work with people. And their mirror neurons are picking it up as we're talking to them. And the mirror neurons are taking it in going, how do I, what do, adjustments do I need to do to join that frequency? 
nothing needs to be said, Renee. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, one of my notes when you were talking about language being hypnotic and that being an agent to change vibration similarly, like you were saying, the experience of the adults who were like, no, you're this. And then you being able to flip that around and say like, I'm, you know, that when I look at service, when I looked at trying to translate this call to serve through, you know, this, these ideas about the world and what that would look like, I, it was, it was, uh, stuff it was like it was it was too much i couldn't answer those questions and ultimately what i came to is i surf through joy and just demonstration that's it it doesn't matter if i teach it doesn't matter if i sell cars it doesn't matter where i am what i'm doing what i wear who i'm with it, it's dem it's it's knowing so i'm going to ask you a question how does it feel to heal god <laughs> like that <laughs> where it's like oh you gotta be kidding me <laughs> yeah it's funny it's and funny. i'll explain why thousands and thousands and thousands of little children are born every day and they come in pure god and then society programs them out of it and here we are simply just bringing them back to their true nature of who they are healing god or and or allowing it to already be done yeah so that how does that feel building the new world supporting expressing the new world rather or realizing the new world yeah because the new world's already here yeah it's it's exciting it it I, it's let's see it's interesting uh, like when we're looking at language, a lot of the ways that I learned language was spending uh, or learning my ways around it was spending a lot of time in stillness and quiet and training myself outside of thought mm -hmm. to see like what's not, you know, what it's not. And in that process, I gave up everything. I like, I put it all on the altar, including the ideas that you know, of, of healing, of God, of everything. I put it all up. Like, I know nothing. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to your question, it's still, it's still regrowing. It's still regrowing within me, my relationship to it's still It's still the expansion of God consciousness. Yeah knowing itself, understanding itself. There was no, uh, there was no revy around when everything was built here. It was built out of source itself. 
So by default, your source, expanding and getting to know itself. And that can be a very peaceful, calm, quiet experience. And then we don't have to do this whole thing, you know. What is this? Well, it's a pen. Is it? It's a pen to you. What is it to me? It could be anything. This is a magic wand, and if I go like, to you, did you feel something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, you know, and so it's interesting when we're even, like, zooming out even a little further, seeing that uh, some of the things that we're discussing still assume certain structures, like the body, like the, the there are still some things baked into you know how do like the conversation that are are still part of what's movable so one of the visuals i think about is plato you know so you take plato and you make man you make you know there's it's all plato you know plato making plato oh, and yeah plato that plato okay yeah so there can be you know i guess when i'm like zooming out even when we're looking at like uh, there seems to be some shared uh, experience, some shared reality, some narrative that transcends Shaley's self. And yet there is still, there still seems to be some piece behind that block of reality that, ha that moves. Yep. I don't know if that makes sense, but the, I guess when you go really far, there's nothing really that's not, they're just it, it's interesting when you're thinking interesting when you're speaking to realize what are you assuming to even say what you say exactly yeah what do you have to believe in order to receive what you're getting so what do you have to believe when you say that there is forces that control you what do you what the hell is that in a in a free will universe it's our own construction of it's our own fear of being completely free it's what would the neighbors think yeah i think there's that and also sort of like the inclination to use the palette that's provided so not even so much as it, i i I love, absolutely love to work with leaders and business because to me, they affect so much. There's so much that can ripple from there. And yeah. one of the things I've noticed, it's that the culture that stifles the individual isn't, it, it's mostly because the demonstration of an alternative isn't readily available. And so all you really need is a couple examples of loving communication recognition of humanness like it's it's the it's the expansion of the color palette rather than the removal of anything that exists yeah. get given way to free will and free choice what feels better to you well this boss because they're well then go with them right or whatever it is 
there was, I, on my way home from the gym the other day, I noticed that on the corner of the street on one side was a large billboard for Google find, which I guess is a new technology that, you know, you flash this, it'll tell you where you can buy it. You know, there, there's, it, it's doing things with images. And then across from that was a billboard for DuckDuckGo, which is a privacy search engine. And when we're looking at sort of like this burgeoning new world, it's at first seems like you choose freedom by not choosing maybe like over digitalization or whatever Google's doing to be able to do that. It seems like, oh, I will choose privacy because, but that still reinforces this where the choice is to walk between the two billboards, you, you give attention to neither. It's not how do I fight, how do I hide? It, it, there's no answering of that question. Because the fight is the trap. Yeah, yeah. The fight sucks you back into the, into the game. Yeah. You need to turn and manifest what you want. Yeah. Stop fighting and turn and manifest. If you're sitting there fighting with another man or woman over a loaf of bread, why not turn and just manifest your own? That's. If we were to do that, we'd have world peace. But because people are so addicted to the herd, they fight with the herd for meager pasture land. When you're a god, for God's sake, you could turn and manifest your own pasture. You could turn and manifest your own loaf of bread. You don't have to fight anybody for anything. And the moment that you do, you create your own timeline with that on it, and you step across and you don't even know it. There's no great big... Uh, thundering, uh, you know, fireworks and everything else when you do that sort of thing. People don't realize they're doing it every day all the time. It's the awareness that you're doing it. Do you think? Yeah, it's, um, my ask has been really around what is true. And as part of that experience, I've become aware of timeline movement and it's interesting it's really like it's interesting to see how much variability there is in what you thought at first was like a left to right you know timeline you know, like one you know it was just sort of like this conveyor belt of life when there is this multi-dimensionality to even that experience that doesn't quite include all the other ones that like the actual multi-dimensionality. When I was driving, I was driving down the road one day. I know people that listen to me are probably bored of hearing this, but it's got to come out. You got to hear it. Driving down the road one day, and there was a car coming at me in the opposite lane that lost its tie rod end and come right at me. But before it hit me, like it come right at me, and I see it in my side vision, I heard a voice inside that said, "Suspend your emotion." and look straight ahead. And so I did. And the car never hit me. And then I looked in the rearview mirror and there was my car and that car tumbling in the ditch. 
and I heard the voice again. It said, I told you to look straight ahead. In that moment, I realized we're eternal. I really, I realized what, what, not that I was studying him at that time, what Neville Goddard is talking about. In a second, I jumped timelines, and I was in the one where I survived. I know that my parents back there grieved me, buried me, whatever, but I, I was the ongoingness. I have never been born, nor will I ever die. I'm eternal. This, this living from this energy that is you internally, it has no boundaries. It's just a joyful play. Now, I didn't have to do years of this or that or that to have that experience happen. It happened in a second. But what happened in a second was I recognized it. Who knows how many timelines when you fall asleep at night and you wake up in the morning, you really know it's the same reality? Or did you shift during your sleep? How free are we? You know? So that's a, an experience that happened to me. That I look up in the mirror and see my car and that car tumbling in the ditch, but yet I'm on the ongoingness. I continue. I am. Yeah, I think so. The like in 2017, before I started to really like try to work it myself, a lot was occurring to me, and time as a um. I forget what the word was, but like time isn't what we think it is. And one of the books I'm working on, the tagline that came to me was something along the lines of like, there comes a point in time when like time is the point, something like that. And so it seems like you can like you use your fingers like you would to zoom on an iPad to like experience things differently. So I chose to experience this process that could be instantaneous for one reason or another. It's just kind of like the movie that you want to watch. What experience do you want to zoom into? Because there is nowhere the end point is like to where, you know? So it's just kind of like, what do I find interesting at this time? Where do I feel called at this time? And letting any use of time be correct. It can take you can let you can spend two years learning how to be an excellent baker or you can let it come to you tomorrow like it's really what what experience would be you know what, what experience you want to have and i think um in herman hess's book steppenwolf at the end there is a bunch of doors that the main character is like walking through and it's basically that like which what world do you want to live in what experience do you want to have Exactly. You're creating it. So what door do you want to put in front of yourself to step through to step into something different? What is the something different that you want to do? See, that forward thinking sort of creation, that's the part that has gotten lazy in humanity. And it's gotten lazy for a reason. School systems put the arts down low. Imagination is a no thing. 
Uh, you know what I mean? Where it's everything. You could step through a doorway, a porthole. You could walk through a threshold, a doorway today and stop for a minute and go, you know, as I pass through this, I'm going to enter into a different experience. And you will. Because it's your, it's your boat. You're the captain. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's, you know, my dear, I guess we're going to have to stop. I don't want to. Do you want to do it again? Sure. Okay. From the top. <laughs> do you want to do another one? Uh, yeah. Sure. Okay. Sounds good. So thank you for coming on today. My pleasure. Thank you for the honor and the opportunity. People got to, more people got to see you and hear about you. That's all. Because what you do is, you're right in there. You're right in that, that place that people need right now. Right. Um, is there anything you want to leave people with? See what comes to upcoming events. I was thinking of a key phrase, like a quote. <laughs> uh, upcoming events. Uh. I guess I'm going to continue with the quick and early miracle series that I'm doing, which is a live broadcast most days on Instagram around seven thirty, eight o'clock central time. And that again is available on YouTube and I'm really, uh, Oh, I am going to start also inviting uh, like other magical folk to join me and talk a little bit about kind of like their path to claiming who they are and what they know. Um, I really, um, I find that, I guess I, I really like that everybody's different. And yeah. so to like, to dem to allow other demonstrations of like this information that we're talking about, what it looks like when somebody else is wearing it. No. Yeah. Um, and then I guess at a, like. And they can, they can find you on Instagram and you, uh, you're under uh different name there on instagram right like you you have your name but then there's another name oh my uh username is shaley underscore underscore edwards and then in place of my name i have the phrase metaphysician which okay was given to me a while ago and then my website is habitbook.com there's a habit, habit book habitbook.com and on the home page and the about page, I offer a um, belief scan. And so if someone's just curious about, you know, retooling at this level, they can tell me uh, about where they are. And, you know, within 24 hours, give them a, just like a snippet, a leverage piece. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Excellent. Thank you for that. I'll also put, uh, I'll also put uh, information in this video uh about about you and uh where to find you okay thanks so much and it'll it'll be delightful to do that for you awesome. thank you
Okay, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Very nice to see you, and I really appreciate this. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You've been listening to an interview with myself and Shay Lee Edwards. And to find her, you simply go to Instagram and look up Shay Lee double underscore Edwards on Instagram. And I am Dr. Dwayne Hartman, the trans alchemist. And for more information on me, you simply go to DwayneHartman.com. That's D-W-A-I-N-E Hartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N.com. And there you'll find we can do personal sessions together, training, whatever you wish. You can even get me out to two-day events uh, in your city. So, be well, take care, and we'll talk again soon. Bye for now.